0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is A to Z with Mark Zinno, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, and it starts now. Good afternoon. Welcome to A to Z here on Locked On Sports Atlanta, where today I tell you, don't get excited just yet. Welcome in. We are live here on this Friday and a jam-packed show for you as we got some Braves news to get to. Atlanta is the host of football, the other football, once again, and just a lot to do here on this Friday. Appreciate you guys joining me. Give us a follow on Twitter at LockedOnATL, of course I'm at Mark Zino, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O, and don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel, LockedOnATL. Give us that thumbs up, click that little button there, share all the content that we have, and as always, appreciate all the love and support for Locked On Sports Atlanta. All right, uh, I want to start with the Atlanta Braves and their 14-game winning streak because uh, here in a couple of hours they're going to start. To go for number 15. Can I just without getting mad at me, can you just full disclosure? I have a wager on the Cubs, plus one and a half on the run line today. Uh the streak is going to come to an end at some point in time. And I don't want to get too much into the gambling jargon with people, but it was at a great price. It was only uh minus 106. And it's, you know, right where you need it to be for uh this kind of bet. And the other thing and the other part of the bet is that it's Charlie Morton on the mound for the Braves. He's been their worst, most inconsistent starter this year. Uh, He's got an ERA of 5.67. He's got a whip of one and a half. I mean, these are bad, bad numbers here. And has he not been getting close to six runs per game of run support when he goes out there? um, You know, his four and three record would look a lot worse than what it is. Uh, So he's been really, really fortunate uh, to get the run support that he needs uh, to help this team win games. And it's the day game thing too, for me, like I said yesterday on the show, the day games are very, very tough. Uh, it's a two twenty start. Uh, pitchers are creatures of habit, especially after an off day. You almost never play a day game after an off day. It always goes to night. And so a lot of these guys, a lot of these pitchers may get into their heads and it just might not be a good start here for, uh, for Charlie Morton tonight, but if the Braves bats stay what they're doing, they've got a shot to win this thing. So, um let's see how this all plays out but what really caught my eye today was uh a a column on the athletic by jim bowden uh the 125 players most likely to be dealt right and he starts off the column by saying last year 149 players were traded between july 15th and the trade deadline on july 30th and teams are expected to match that number in the lead up to this year's deadline on august 2nd at 6 p.m expanded playoff field You'll get more, uh, you know, clubs that may be buyers than sellers, and it should ramp up. I mean, look, it, it's you know, there may be even more deals before the All Star break because you really want to put yourself in position post All Star break to be able to get to um, a stretch run at that extra playoff spot. And so I scrolled down the list, just curious to see at maybe what names you know. It, I didn't even really kind of read the whole thing. I was just more looking at targets for the Braves going forward uh and they do list the Braves as a buyer he has three buyers in the NL East the Mets the Braves and the Phillies then he has the sellers as the Marlins and the Nationals that shouldn't come as a shock to anybody and so I began to look at the players and you know uh this is a list again players that would likely to be traded before the deadline and there are 20 different starting pitchers 29 relief pitchers on this list seven catchers uh you get 36 infielders which you know 30 outfielders and i think just three dhs if i get this right yeah three dhs and that makes up the whole entire list and i'll ask you real quick and i want you to just think for a minute and i will pause in silence and let you think about how many braves players were on this list of possibility of players to get traded starters backups relievers middle relievers long relievers whatever maybe how many braves players were on this list you want to know the answer zero not a single braves player is on the top 125 players according to jim bowden that's expected to be traded at the deadline i find that rather shocking um (laughs) And maybe that's because the best assets for the Braves are in their minor league system, or they've already traded them all away. And so, you know, and again, there are a variety. When I say this is a deep dive list, there are a variety of players on this list. Guys who, uh, right now, or even in AAA, were in the majors before. Now they're in AAA. You know, have had starting jobs, lost starting jobs. What veterans just playing out the string you know, guys who could could make a huge difference in teams. I mean, it's all over the place. Backup catchers, starting catchers. And I'm shocked that not one Braves player is on here. And I began to think, and and my thought process was, you know, after 14 straight wins and then being four games out of first place now, did all of a sudden our mentality pivot to this is the best team in baseball and they were going to be back in the World Series again? Like, is that where we are? That, to me, is a little surprising. I don't want to be Debbie Downer, and I know some of you think that I'm that guy. I'm just a hardcore realist. Folks, as I said yesterday on the show, you haven't had back-to-back World Series winners in 22 years. There's a reason for that. It is hard. It's very, very hard. So don't mistake me being negative as to the reality. And the reality for me is, is that if this team wants to go out and win another world series, their aggressive GM that pushed them over the top last year is going to have to have that same mentality this year. And I looked down this list and there were, and mostly what I look at, if I said to you, what position do you think the Braves would need the most right now? Um, and, And, you know, even with Ozzy Albie's out, some he's slated to come back, but some of you may say second base or whatever. I mean, I just looked at starting pitchers. I looked at starting pitchers that could possibly give this team. A, I just mentioned the starter for today. How much longer is Charlie Morton going to be part of this everyday rotation? It's fair to ask if he keeps pitching to a five and a half ERA and a one and a half WHIP, how much longer can you trot him out there every fifth day before you say this isn't working? It is a fair, fair question, and I don't think you're out of sorts for it. And there are a bunch of names here that uh, uh, that jumped off the page of me. Tyler Molly from the Cincinnati Reds, the guy who beat the Braves on opening day. Yeah, he walks a lot of guys, or at least he has this year. Does a different environment change it for him? Does Mad Bum, Madison Bumgarner, even interest you for the postseason run for his experience? Uh, is that somebody that could be out there? Zach Granke, another guy. You know, with a lot of postseason experience and and if he's healthy, what could he bring? I mean, there are names out there. And I'm not just picking names in general of guys that, you know, everybody knows. I'm just generally looking at ways that this team could get better. And there are a bunch of relievers out there as well. Do the Braves need more relievers? Probably not. But who knows what's going to happen between now and another month from now when we get close to um, the... The trade deadline. I mean, hell, Mark Melanson was here. Bring him back. Wouldn't he be a good fit here? Doesn't it already? Doesn't he already know everything about this organization? Is that a guy you want to go get back? Chris Martin has been here, right? Why not go get him back? If you if he's on the block and he's available and the cost isn't too high, these are names out there that really could be pivotal players going forward. And I guess I say all this to say that I don't think that this fourteen game win streak should cloud your judgment as to how hard it is to go back to the playoffs and win another World Series. That you can't – running it back with the same roster just isn't what it used to. The the, the late 90s Yankees into the 2000s that basically won it every year with the same roster, that's not baseball anymore, folks. It's just not. The game has changed. It's different than it was 20 years ago. It's completely different. 20 years ago, the the, the idea of – you know middle relievers and starters only going 5 innings was was a bad day. That was a bad start. Now you go 5 innings it's like, "Yay, congrats. You made it." I mean again, I don't want to sound like I'm I'm, I'm I said yesterday, enjoy the win streak and I am and you still should. I'm not saying don't, but step back for a second and take a 30,000-foot view of what is going on. Don't sit there and get fooled by a 14-game win streak when The reality of the situation is that it's tougher than ever to win back-to-back World Series. And you're going to have to have a GM who is willing to be as aggressive as he was to win it the first time around to win it back-to-back. Chances are you can't just run right into where you are in in June and go, this will be fine in October. Things are going to change a ton. Be ready. Speaking of getting ready, coming up next, Atlanta the best event city in America, getting ready for the World Cup. That's coming up right here on A to Z, on Locked On Sports Atlanta, free on YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast, search Locked On Sports Atlanta. More to come right here. Welcome back to A to Z here on Locked On Sports Atlanta, free on YouTube, and wherever you get your, po- your podcast, you search Locked On Sports Atlanta. As always, give us the follow on Twitter at Locked On LockedOnATL. I'm at Mark Zino and like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, coming up here before the end of the show, uh, it, it, oh, the Hawks, in a fix or an overhaul mode. We'll discuss that coming up here before the end of the show. Um, But we talked a little bit about this yesterday, and it did come to fruition late yesterday afternoon, that Atlanta has been chosen as one of the 16 cities to host the World Cup four years from now when they arrive in North America. Uh, And it is an event that's going to take place across the United States, Mexico, and Canada. Uh, And I'll run down real quick the 16 cities, and these are all in alphabetical order in case you didn't see it all. But it's Atlanta, Boston, Dallas, Guadalajara. Have you ever been to Guadalajara? Houston, Kansas City, Los Angeles, Mexico City, Miami, uh, Monterey, or obviously Mexico, New York, Philadelphia, San Francisco Bay Area, Seattle, Toronto, Vancouver, and that's it. Um, So there you go. Now, this is great for the city of Atlanta. As I said, Atlanta is one of the best event cities in all of America. Um, And it is one of the best event cities, not only for the weather, the people, the space, um, the sort of very greenness of this city. It's not a, you know, concrete jungle like New York uh, or Chicago, in that sense, uh, there's a lot of greenery to Atlanta. It's pretty to look at, um, and and the space and the layout of all the suburbs, you know, are are fantastic, right? So Atlanta has a lot of benefits to it from that standpoint. Hence why they're going to get a Super Bowl on the regular. Hence why they've hosted Final Fours. Obviously, they had the Olympics, but that was 25 years ago. I'm not sure that the city's even remotely close to the same as it was 25 years ago. That said, um, You know, Mercedes Benz Stadium now is going to host a World Cup match. A lot of people have likened this to the reason Atlanta was chosen was because of it becoming a legitimate soccer city. Um, Okay. I, I think Atlanta would have been chosen regardless. There are a lot of cities on this list that are not in America that are not legitimate soccer cities. When you think of San Francisco, do you think soccer? I don't. When you think of New York, do you think soccer? I don't. Um, I don't know that a, the legitimacy of the Soccer City um, and the early success of Atlanta United has really, you know, was it was a driving factor in it? It, it could be. I, a hundred percent. And I don't want to take anything away from Atlanta United, but you know, the other part about Atlanta that is very attractive in all this is CNN, Turner, Warner Media. They're all right here, and they are a candidate for. World Cup's international broadcast center. Okay, well, yeah. That that's a benefit. You can't have the broadcast center in a city where you're not playing games. That's just it's not going to fly. Um, and, and and I guess maybe that's where the Olympics comes in from the standpoint of that because Atlanta hosts the Olympics, it has the ability to have the international broadcast, uh, you know, done. And I think that's really really smart. Um, but that has nothing to do with. Atlanta being a good soccer city or anything else, uh, it has to do with the viability of the city to be able to host the event and function with the event. Um, and if you look at some of the other cities that were left out, I, I there's a reason why they don't have. And Chicago, I think, was one of the cities that was part of it. There's a reason why Chicago wasn't chosen, um, and why Chicago doesn't get a Super Bowl, and why Chicago never gets a Final Four. Uh, they pick other cities around that because of their ability to host. And Chicago, congested-wise, is not a city that is great at hosting, hence why New York doesn't host. Now, New York gets this for two reasons. One, they're not playing it in Manhattan. They're playing it actually at MetLife Stadium in New Jersey. So it's the ease and convenience of getting there and not having to go through Manhattan is a heck of a lot different. And that's a big part of it. But again, New York is not a huge soccer city. It's a pro sports town. And I get MLS is a pro sport, but it's just not where the focus is. MLS gets next to zero attention on New York sports pages, New York talk radio. It, 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 it doesn't even register. So it's not about the viability of the soccer city uh, or the city being a soccer fan base. It's more about the the city's ability to host the event. Hence why, and technically, I keep saying New York, but it's always been labeled as New York, New Jersey, just because it's a New York market, but yet the game is being played at MetLife Stadium in New Jersey. So I am more promoting Atlanta than necessarily I am Atlanta as a soccer city, um, and the reason why we're in this spot and getting the World Cup, because again, I think this is an amazing event town. Uh, as I mentioned yesterday, they're going to have to change the artificial turf to grass, which begs the question, by the way, if you're going to put grass on it, why not just leave it there? But, you know, hey, they didn't ask me to run the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. I know the football team would absolutely love it. The soccer team would absolutely love it too as well. Every athlete would rather play on grass than anything else. So, uh, you know, it's it's done really, really well. And, oh, by the way, the Atlanta United soccer staff added one more thing here, which I thought was awesome. So at the end of each write-up on each city, they put the column together of all the cities. And at the end of each write-up, they put a uh, a fun fact um, on each city. And this is from Felipe Cardenas. It says, like any other global city, Atlanta has a number of tourist traps for international visitors. Take the world of Coca-Cola, for example. Atlanta's rich in culture and diversity. City's birthplace is civil rights. See icon Martin Luther King Jr. visitors can tour his birth home, as well as the avenues Baptist Church, where MLK was a pastor until his assassination 68. And the final sentence is the best. One bit of advice, though. Don't ever say, Hotlanta. Nobody says that. And he's right. And we know that. But people outside of Atlanta don't know that. And full disclosure, before I moved to Atlanta, I said Atlanta. And then I got here and people were like, yeah, don't say that. And so I stopped saying it. Why? Because I listened. That's why. The World Cup's going to be exciting. Despite the fact that FIFA is a, is a grotesque organization, uh, everyone's going to love the World Cup here. It's going to be a ton of fun. Um, and it's going to make this city very vibrant for however many matches it hosts. Um, and, and you're going to get a spotlight on Atlanta. It's going to be absolutely worth it. So it would be awesome if, you know, Team USA got in the pool that played a game here. Like that would be – because I would love to go. Like that I would love to go to. I don't care about Uruguay versus Portugal. Like I don't – I'm not – whatever. Yeah, I don't even care if it's Germany and Brazil, but whatever. Team USA goes, yeah, I'm going to want to go to that game, and you should do. All right, coming up next, uh, speaking of going to games, Hawks fans have been doing that in numbers over the last couple of years because they've been good. But how do they get better that is coming up next right here on A to Z on locked on sports atlanta free on youtube and wherever you get your podcast search locked on sports atlanta final segment coming up next stay with me a to z here on locked on sports atlanta free on youtube and wherever you get your podcast search locked on sports atlanta you know what to do give us a follow on twitter at locked on atl of course i'm at mark zino m a r k z i n o subscribe and like to the youtube channel give the thumbs up we certainly appreciate all the love and support wrapping things up here on this friday god we are ready for the weekend and of course we get ready for the weekend in style with the shovel of wisdom brace yourselves because it's time for the shovel of wisdom Yeah, shovels of wisdom every day, right upside the head for doing or saying something stupid. And we're here to do it. Do it on my Twitter account. Just use the hashtag shovel of wisdom. And today, my shovel goes to Ron Rivera, head coach of the Washington Commanders. Um, the NFL has fined Ron Rivera $100,000 and docked the commanders to OTA practices in 2022 and 2023. Why? excessive contact during spring drills. Uh, At this point, I don't understand what coach is actually going to get fined for this and lose OTA pride. Like at what point have you not understood the rules that you keep choosing to violate the rules, right? And and it's very, very, it's weird. The coaches I know that have been fined and violated for this Pete Carroll, John Harbaugh, Ron Rivera. You know what those guys all are? Old guard dudes. Been around the league a long time, right? Understand what it used to be like. And so those are the guys who get fined for this because they always push the envelope because they know how important hitting is in this and this that. Arthur Smith, I don't know if you heard the quote, but it was the question I asked him um, during – the uh the, the final days of OTAs or minicamp that we were allowed at and you know he kept saying these are the rules I don't I, I don't make them uh, these are the rules you know like the younger coaches just sort of fall in line with the rules right they just sort of fall in line with the whole even though this is stupid and it's not football and everything else um you know let's let's uh <laughs> let's just follow the rules as they are old school coaches nah I just don't, I like I, you know what the rules are. You know you have to turn in practice film. You know that players can report practice film uh, or practices to the players' association and the league. Why would you go down this rabbit hole on a routine basis? I I don't get it. So yeah, big big shovel to uh, to Ron Rivera. Okay. Speaking of shovels, you know I, I'd like to hit Trey Young upside the head with one real briefly, and and not a shovel of wisdom, but just sort of a you know. <laughs> that hey dude wake up kind of deal it's interesting because our good friend uh jeff schultz of the athletic uh you guys know i think the world of him as a as a columnist and a writer and uh he put together a column on the hawks and you know got to talk to travis schlank but uh, you know basically saying that travis schlank is looking for a fix not an overhaul and i have said repeatedly that there has to be some sort of massive roster reconstruction if this team wants to get better because you can't run it back with the same crew and expect different results it's just not it's not going to happen. And minor tweaks aren't really going to change it. And Schultz goes on in the column to point out, uh, you know, the, the, that the rumor mill is out of control, and it is, right? I mean, everybody, you know, John Collins is going and this, that, and the other. And there have been plenty of people in this town who have said John Collins should go. Uh, I, I think it makes sense from a standpoint of value from what you can get in return and everything like that. Like, that is a player that clearly, again, um, has valued other teams and that they'd want him so they'd be willing to give you something in return. But you know, there is a part of this column that really makes me question Trey Young a little bit because, and this is, again, at least as Jeff Schultz points it out, but I would I would ask this, you know, and he writes, Young wants to contend and win championships as he should. There's no reason that can't, can't happen in Atlanta for, uh, which has the resources and financial backing to get it done. But if things go sideways, I begin to wonder if this is the best franchise to get him a ring. Um, and I think that's 100% true. Um, I, I think it's really... Smart of Trey to understand that you know individually, if you want to win, um you have to go to places where winning is the easiest uh, and the other thing that he says in this column, which again, I think to me is very telling um is that Trey Young has the one thing that all professional athletes want, and that's the owner's ear, right? Like he can go directly to Tony wrestler and make a a plea for x y and z and get player x y and z and wrestler likely will do it because that's what you know is you do for your stars right the stars are the are the people who who get coaches hired fired teammates traded they can change the direction in their preference then if they don't get it uh as jeff says they can manipulate um the situation to force a trade now Here's where Trey needs to kind of check himself. Um, The one thing Atlanta needs, Trey, is better defense. Uh, Have you told the owner how bad you are on defense? I'm just just asking the question. Because maybe while you're sitting there chirping about what other players need to get here, maybe, just maybe, part of that conversation would be, I'll play better defense, Mr. Wrestler. I have to. It's the only way I can win a championship here. If I don't start playing better defense, it's never going to happen for this team. I don't have to be great defensively. I just got to play better defense. And I think that honestly, like that's part of this whole thing here. Like that really is something that you need to evaluate. If you're Trey young, do you want to play better defense or do you just want to wind the owner to get other players there to do the job that you don't want to do? Because to me, that's problematic that seems like a bad philosophy to approach this with that's not the manner with which i want to attack this whole thing at least again in my head it doesn't feel like it's the smartest way to go about doing it because it really isn't if trey wants to win a lot more of that is in his own hands and uh he has a greater amount of control over that that has nothing to do with looking To players from the outside yes they're going to need help they're going to need but you know getting Jeremy Grant is a lot easier than getting DeAndre Ayton or even Rudy Gobert and if Trey picks up the slack a little more defensively Jeremy Grant may be the player that just is the fix as opposed to the overhaul I mean there's a reason James Harden has never won a title There's a reason Russell Westbrook has never won a title. There's a reason why Steph now has his fourth. There's a reason why LeBron has four. There's a reason why all of these guys have won multiple titles. There's a reason why the Bucs just won a title. They play defense. The ones who haven't won a title don't play defense. Got to look in the mirror, Trey. I, I don't think it's fair for you to ask anything of your owner to go do X, Y, and Z if you yourself are not willing to start to get better on the defensive end. That'll do it for us here on this Friday edition of A to Z. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Again, check out all the shows here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Not only A to Z, hitting hard with John Chuckery, ATL Day 1s with Jarvis Davis and Dehichra Batiste as well. Don't forget about our Braves postcast at every Braves game. Locked on Falcons, Locked on Hawks. It's all right here for you. You guys have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Don't take any crap from anybody. See ya. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music.